Hello and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We are here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth and today's guest is Lindsay Phillips. She's the CEO of Smooth Sailing Business Growth and Smooth Business Podcasting. She is a content marketing and podcast expert, host of Leverage Your Podcast Show, and creator of the podcast leverage system. And today we're going to talk about how to leverage podcasting, so how to grow your podcast, convert those listeners to email leads so that you can sell more online courses. Now, before we dive into the interview with today's guest, I've got an important question for you. Do you have a popular podcast or YouTube channel? If you do, did you know there's a short list of techniques that can help you double to quadruple your online course revenue? There's eight techniques my team uses to help online course creators grow their revenue, and the average rate of return is 428%. If you want to find out which of the eight techniques are appropriate for your business, for your audience and, and how you can use it and which ones you should do first and what kind of difference it's going to make, how much more money you're likely to make with your particular uh, course, audience size, email list, etc., then go to courseprofitreport.com. There is a 10-question survey, takes about three minutes to fill in, and my team is going to create a personalized profit increase report for you. So go to courseprofitreport.com and fill in the survey. Now, Lindsay, welcome yes. to the show. Thanks for having me. Ah, nice. So starting point, most of the guys listening have got courses and some of them have got a podcast. What's the starting point here is let's have a look at um, if someone's already got a podcast, they've already got started with it, they've launched it, they've got listeners, but they're not getting as much from it as they could. What's the steps? What can people do to grow their audience, grow their email list so they can sell more courses? For sure. And I think too, I just kind of want to lay the foundation and just say that in case anyone hasn't started a podcast, people think, oh my God, like the universe has been flooded with them. There's too many, especially since, you know, the pandemic, that is a total myth. So the percentage of podcasts that drop off are like staggering. And same with the number of podcasts that are not necessarily consistent. They've done like seven episodes and then they've fallen off or they only do it once a month or they skip a couple months and then, you know, they're on, on again and off again. So if you are a consistent podcaster and you're serious about creating really great content, then the world is your oyster through podcasting. So just kind of want to preface that. And the key there too is, is being consistent. You know, you've done it for a long time, John. I've been podcasting different shows for, for years and it is a long-term game. So you do need to stick it out and, and stay consistent. I actually had Blueberry on the show and Rob Greenlee from Libsyn on my Leverage Your Podcast show. And of course, they have all the stats in the back end, right? Of like all the podcasts that they host. And they have proven that it's consistent podcasts that stick it out that get those downloads, create that audience and monetize it more effectively. So yeah, it's totally proven. I checked, you were asking me before, like how long have I been doing this for? March last year. And I put it off. I put off starting a podcast yeah. for ages because I was like, I don't want to be one of those podcasts that starts and then stops after three months or six months. I was like, if I can't get everything set up so that I can commit long-term, yeah. I'm just not going to start it. And eventually I was like, okay, I've got everything in place. I know. I'm going to do this. This is going to happen now. And, like, and I'm committing that we are going to do this every week for like years, you know? 
Yeah. It's daunting, right? When you first start out or you first launch, you feel like you're like marrying someone or something. It's like you have this <laughs> commitment of like, <laughs> you got to put a ring on and everything and get sworn in, but it does feel onerous. And especially when you first start, you're like, oh my God, there's so much to do. And once you kind of get in a rhythm and a routine, or especially if you outsource some of those moving parts, then it just becomes a living, breathing part of your business. And once you see the leads coming in and the connections and how it builds your authority and, you know, increases your exposure, creates tons of opportunities. I've now spoken on stage. I've been, you know, in conferences and summits, and it just lends itself to growing your business that much faster. I love it. Okay. So, so that's let's start. Let, I know the listeners are like, yeah, but what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were talking before and of course I have my podcast leverage system. And I think part of the missing puzzle is that when podcasters start a podcast, they're like, oh, it's going to iTunes now. And it's, you know, it's on, it may be on my website. All these listeners are going to come in and they're automatically going to want to hire me. Unfortunately, you know, that might've happened 10 years ago. Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. You really need to be more intentional, strategic and creative and savvy with your podcast. And so I break it down in, you know, four steps and there's a lot in the system, but I'll just kind of touch upon it, it through the lens of being able to grow your online course using the podcast, because you can kind of look at it through a bunch of different lenses. So uh, I might as well just dive into the first one. And that is publishing the podcast for results. So yes, many podcasters push to iTunes. Sometimes podcasters will have like, they'll use their podcast hosting platform to have like the website to showcase the episodes, but it will drive you more results if you showcase and house the podcast on your website, because think of your website as like your main hub and you want people to go to one spot to see your authority, to understand your services, to look at your content, to see your services, access your resources and connect with you. And so by having it only on your website, separate from the distribution elements, you are creating that organic traffic to your site, but you're also putting them in front of your platform where you're able to showcase your authority. So that part, it obviously makes sense. But going a little deeper is that, you know, kind of like doing a blog post, you would do, I don't know what else to call it, but a blog post for your podcast. So some podcasters will have like one page where they'll have like an embed for like Libsyn or whatever, and it shows all your episodes, which is beneficial to have for people to binge listen. So that is beneficial, but it's also beneficial to have a blog post per episode where you have an image, you have show notes or a summary or timestamps so that they can see what it's about and be like, Ooh, that point totally speaks to me. I definitely need to listen. So you're like teasing them and pulling them in. 
but also John, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of that real estate and like have on like, there's your, you know, your, your post and on the right hand side is your sidebar. So you can have like your Facebook group there, your Instagram stream, but also like one of your key services or how to book a call with you and your lead magnet. You can honestly even have like images in the show notes and a call to action at the bottom of that post. Because again, this is your opportunity to convert listeners to get onto your email list. Got it. Okay. So don't just have the podcast up on iTunes or, you know, Libsyn or something like that and have that as the podcast page, have it on your website and then link to whatever it is you want people to do. So link to the lead magnet, link to the book a call or buy the course Mm. or whatever, you know, whatever else your call to action is. If it's courses, we recommend going with lead magnet first as a primary focus, because then you can through email, you can sell more of the courses, but like you've got the opportunity then to get people into it. It also gives you the chance to kind of tease people with like, this is a bit about the podcast episode. And then Mm -hmm. they're more likely to download it, listen to it. Yeah. And if you have a video version, like for me, I always keep the video version. I put the video version so people can see our faces in YouTube, obviously. But I also embed that on the show page as well, because some people want to just listen and like do things at the same time. Some people like to see the conversation and people's facial expressions and, and what have you. So, yeah, there's tons of stuff you can do on that page. Nice. All right, cool. So someone's published it onto their own site. They've got maybe the video, the yeah, the blog post about it. Yeah. They've got the lead magnet, all of that set up. What's the next step? So the second one is distributing for maximum exposure. So I mentioned iTunes. Obviously, that's like the big one, Spotify, Stitcher. Everyone kind of knows about those. So you do obviously, you know, distribute to them. But there are so many other directories out there, like it's insane. I actually just this morning just finished my blog that I wrote on all the distribution channels that you can push to. And so there's 24 on my list. I'm sure there are other ones out there. And there's even some that are only Spanish speaking or only in Europe or you know, in other areas of the world, because podcasting is not just North American, it is completely, you know, global. But, and the easy thing about that, John, is that some of them, you just, they're already there because they're aggregated. And some of them, you just simply put in your RSS feed link, hit submit, and they take it. And then you've got the link. Some of them, you do have to sign up, but whip de do you know, it takes five minutes, submit some information. And then it'll showcase your podcast uh, within that, you know, site. Some of them are sites. Some of them are only apps on Android. Some of them are only apps on Apple. But when you think about it, people are accessing this content on so many different types of devices. And there's so many, you know, they just prefer different avenues to listen and watch. So the more people that you get in front of, the quicker you're going to increase your audience. And then the it's a numbers game, right? The more people you reach, the more likely they're going to look at your business and opt in as a lead and look at your course. So it, again, it's just totally a numbers game. And once you do it once and you connect it and you connect that RSS feed, you're done. Every time you publish an episode, 
it just updates. Mm. So it's, it's, it's honestly like one and done. I signed up for good pods, for example, a month or so ago. And already I'm, I'm like ranked up. Uh, I should know the number off by heart, but I don't, <laughs> I think I'm like number 24, like in marketing or something like that, but it was 75. So you can see like some of them do have rankings. And so like to have that on your website to say, oh, I rank number 24 in the world for marketing, you know, in good pods, mm. like people pay attention to that. Right. And I've also seen my number of downloads go up because I added it to good pods. I had another client that, what did she sign up for? I can't remember which one, but she added, I think it was verbal and she added it onto that, or we added it onto her platform there. And within a month, it's like, she had like an extra, like 800 downloads. Like it was crazy. So it's proven that the more you're out there in front of all these different apps, the easier it is for people to find your podcast. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So where, where do people go to find this list of directories? This is on your website. I know, right? So... It's not published yet, but it probably <laughs> oh. will be by the time this is episode. Yeah. But if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com and go to the blogs, yeah, you should be able to find it. <laughs> all right, cool. So we're going... Yeah, who doesn't want that list, right? Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Okay, cool. So it's going to be smoothbusinessgrowth.com slash category slash blog or go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com. Yeah, you'll see it on the on the homepage yeah. there. Yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah. Cool. I publish podcasts a lot, like obviously weekly. I publish blogs more like whenever I have time or like the inspiration comes. Honestly, I do love yeah. writing. It's just a time thing. Hmm. So yeah, I'm like, oh, I know everyone keeps asking me about directories. I need to just do a blog. But actually in doing so, I found like, six directories that I wasn't in. So then I signed up with them as I went along. So I'm like, you know, I killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. So we've had publishing, we've had distributing. What's the next step? The next one would be to repurpose for higher visibility. So like, and I'll give an example. So my podcast obviously is weekly. I put it on my website. I do email my list, but I also make sure that I'm reach. I'm just like, I want it to be everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So I share it on all my social media platforms. Mm -hmm. I obviously share it with my guests and I even give them all the assets that I create for myself, graphics, audiograms, videograms, so that it's easy for them to share because obviously by giving them the assets, they're more likely to share the episode and get in front of their audience. Mm -hmm. So that's like a super quick win. Same with like in LinkedIn, there are LinkedIn articles and also newsletters. So if you publish your podcast, kind of like a like an article or a blog post, but it's your podcast stuff. And then you create it as a newsletter. People can subscribe to that newsletter. And then once they subscribe, every time an episode or a new article, newsletter, whatever is released, they get notified. So it's like in front of their face way more often. The more it's in front of their face, the more likely they're going to listen And then have call to actions within that newsletter. You can have video images, links, you can put whatever you want in there. Mm -hmm. So it's another way of showcasing your authority, showcasing your courses, and obviously your lead magnets to push people through the funnel. So 
it, it's you want to make sure that your podcast is being shared absolutely everywhere and you're taking advantage of of all those opportunities nice okay so publishing distributing then repurposing taking that same content and putting it everywhere linkedin getting it out to the guests so they can mm. share it putting on social media graphics videograms articles newsletters kit and caboodle is that an expression that trans- covers the pond i do say kit and caboodle here because i was saying before because i was born in england and my my family's british so yeah some of the things i say like if i'm really thirsty i'm like oh i'm spitting feathers people are like what yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's I, I, I do say things. some british phrases <laughs> kit and caboodle i do say as well <laughs> Okay, I've been told, I said my, most of my team is Eastern European and I use these expressions and they look at me like, yeah, what are you saying? And it's like, because I, I use expressions from like Yorkshire in the 1940s or something. I got from, <laughs> that I used to get from my gran or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, they're like, oh, come on, that's not a saying. I'm like, it is, look at us. I know. Line. It's real. <laughs> Agreed. I feel you. I know exactly what you mean. My parents still say some and I'm like, I, I know when I start saying them and now my friends say them, they're like, oh, I'm saying a Lindsayism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's next after repurposing? For sure. I do want to add a couple more quick things to oh, okay. repurpose. And yep. that is, yeah, it just came to my mind now is that just because you've done a podcast on that topic, doesn't mean you can't do any other content on that topic. So like, for instance, I did a blog on like how to create LinkedIn newsletters. And so therefore I did a podcast on the same topic because you're, some people like to read, some people like to watch videos, some people like to listen, you're going to catch different people, different ways. And it's just another, they're not even going to remember that you did that blog or episode, honestly. So it's like new, fresh content and Google loves that. And so like, even for you, John, like, you know, when this podcast airs, you can even go live on Facebook and say, Hey, I was talking to Lindsay last week and blah, 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 blah. And she talked about these three things that really resonated with me. So it's a way of you creating a video about the podcast episode, but you're giving your own commentary or your takeaways. And it's just like, it's, it's a no brainer. It's super easy. Right. So, yeah. So you can create little videos of like little tips that you've done or the, even the guest has done and just give your own commentary, what you've done. So that's like, it's just super easy to repurpose that content. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So sorry about the segue. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. that's but good. It's a juicy tip. The other one is multiplying the content. So, and again, I'll give an example. So I obviously have my podcast. Sometimes I have guests, sometimes it's just me. And there's a lot of like golden nuggets. There's tips you know, people say something and you're like, Ooh, that's good. That's like a quote, a little takeaway. So I create quote graphics. That is just that one little aha. And I share my commentary on it. And, but I do brand it with my podcast. And then I also create those audiograms and videograms, uh, as I've said, and I also know what an audiogram is. Oh yeah. Sorry. So it's almost like it looks like a video but it's like a static image and there's like little wave files or like an audio. You can have the audio wave files that go across it. And it's like, just you hear the words and then often there's captions across it. So it's like under 60 seconds. It's like a little snippet of the podcast episode. And because it moves, it captures people's attention in the social media feed. 
And, and yeah, it's just another way of leveraging that content. So you're not, it's just, you already have it. So use little bits of it, right? Asking questions about it, but also when you do the commentary. So for you, John, I'm just giving you an example. If you did a post using a quote that I said, you could kind of give your commentary to say, hey, you can use this to grow your audience for your course. I've done this before too. In fact, it's one of the elements that I shared in this lead magnet that I have, or it's one of the things that I share in my program. So you can kind of use the content to frame your own agenda. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like you're giving information and you're sharing and you're serving your audience. But I find that sometimes a podcast hosts are almost afraid to share the content that the guest is saying because it's not their own, but you can give your own commentary and share your own authority through that commentary and even seed your own programs within it. I know that sounds convoluted and you probably have to see examples, but does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Use the content and then like use that as a way to promote your own lead magnet or promote your own yeah. call to action. Yeah. That Not every sense. time, obviously, but you can kind of like even just seed. Oh yeah. I loved this. I do that when I created this program of mine, it worked really well and it's your own story, but you're also seeding your own program. Nice. All right, cool. Any other tips on the repurpose? Yeah, it's just a matter of like change your your brain and your thinking and think outside the box. Don't just share the episode and say, oh, this went live and then like call it a day, you know, and then you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to post on social media next week? What am I going to post on Instagram? I got to create graphics. You already have a pillar of content every week with your podcast. Use it to your advantage, you know, kill five birds with one stone and like you know, even just ask questions like, oh, I was talking to Lindsay about this. Do you ever multiply your content? You know, what is your experience? So that's an easy post. It's just asking a question and trying to get engagement on social media about a conversation that you had in a podcast. So it's just, again, those different ways of pulling those pieces out and creating consumable content on your social that's easy to glean. And then as well, if you're branding it, your podcast, then people are like, oh, that nugget is really good. I better check out that podcast. Mm -hmm. And and so even those little tiny nuggets, quotes, tips, audiograms, whatever, if you're branding it as your podcast, then people are more likely to listen to the podcast because they've been teased and more likely to engage in your content and therefore you know, become a lead and convert and reach out to you to be a client. Nice. All right, cool. So if I'm publishing, distributing, repurposing, what's next? That is pretty much the full steps there. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, a, uh, in a Coles Notes version, that is. Okay, wait a minute. That's, that's three steps. What you said for though. It was publish. Yeah. And then distribute. Yeah. And then repurpose and yeah. then multiply. Multiply. Okay. I see. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. Right. If someone's doing all of those things, what do you see in terms of number of people who are doing all of those things? Is it like very uncommon that people are doing all of those steps or some, like some people really good at it? Like what's the kind of ratio you see? I, it is rare 
for me to see someone do all those steps. Okay. And it is hard to do everything. Like I totally get it. Like I probably do 80% of those steps, Mm -hmm. but it's like the more you do, the more, and you also like are going to test, right? Like what is seeing results? Mm -hmm. And if you are, you know, creating blogs and doing videos already, because that's your jam and you love going live on Instagram, you love going live on Facebook, then maybe you don't have to multiply as much because you've already got a ton of this live content that's going out. Mm -hmm. So, but like, to me, the publishing and the distributing are like key and then the repurposing and the multiplying, you know, you, you don't have to do everything, but you do want to do some so that you are leveraging the podcast for sure. Got it. And yeah, it's funny. I do like podcast leverage audits. They will be paid <laughs> coming soon and they do take time, but I have been doing them lately for people. And it's like, of course, you know, what seems like obvious for me, because I'm like in it all the time. And I talk about the podcast leverage system, but once I kind of go through like their podcast and like, I see, I'm like, Ooh, you're doing this, 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 and this, that's perfect. You might want to consider doing X, Y, Z to like optimize it even further to get more leads. And once they kind of see that they're like, Oh, I had no idea. And then, then their wheels start turning and I'm like, they're like, Ooh, yeah, I need to leverage it further. So sometimes you're, you're just going full speed ahead and you, you can't see the peripherals because you have so much going on Mm -hmm. until it's like, Oh, I really should be doing this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else that people should be doing in terms of trying to then convert people from the podcast into getting onto the email list? You mentioned this a couple of times throughout, like put the lead magnet up on the blog post page mm. that goes with the podcast, Meant, you know, seed stuff throughout any of your audiograms and videograms and that kind of thing. Like, is there anywhere else that people should be making sure to promote their lead magnets? I do find that one lost area. I know we touched upon emailing your current list. Is that I find a lot of entrepreneurs are very inconsistent with emailing their list or, and when they do, it's a lot of promo because they've got like a launch or of a course or a webinar or, you know, a sale or whatever it is, but you need to build relationships with your audience, whether it's on social, whether it's in your email list. And you need to always give them content or tips that they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. So that they're looking for your next email and that they're in the habit of opening your emails so that when you do promote or when you do have a launch, they're more likely to sign up because they trust you and they're more engaged with you. So sure, you can email them about like a podcast has gone live. But don't be afraid of emailing them again later in that week, which I'm actually about to implement myself is, you know, just give them like, hey, if you didn't watch the whole episode, maybe you'd like to know this tip. And then you can just give them like a little quick giveaway or like a little video or an infographic or just a really quick tip or even like something that's in your program. Hey, just here's a quick tip this week, blah, blah, blah. And then they're more likely to open more emails and just be nurtured and build that relationship. Cool. Nice. Okay. 
if somebody's heard this and they want to get some more of your wisdom and they want to understand like any of your this whole process in more detail, where can they go? For sure. So I, yeah, I have ran through the, the podcast leverage system fairly quickly. I do have an in-depth training with worksheets as well and uh, even some templates in there. And so if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com slash free, you can see that resource. And then there's a few others as well in case that one doesn't apply. Nice. Perfect. All right. Lindsay, thanks so much for coming on and sharing You're your very wisdom welcome. about this. It's awesome. If you're listening and you found it useful and you want to get future episodes, subscribe wherever you listened. And thanks so much for listening. And Lindsay, thanks so much again for coming on. Thanks for having me.